Society Podcast. All right. Hey, hey, we're back. Part two of the pod had a little bit of technical difficulties. We weren't sure what really went down with it, but we couldn't reconnect. So uh, Nez went ahead and put out part one, basically, of the pod. But we're going to continue on with everything that we uh, teased at the beginning of the episode. And we'll also throw in a... a couple movies that I did get to watch uh, during this little break. So when we get to movies, so what else? As far as TV, that was all I had. But all I right. did during that little bla- that little break. <laughs> um, I did go and watch the latest uh, Alaska Daily, and uh, it's veering off into other than the main story about the 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 murdered woman. There's some other things going on dealing with the military now. So, but yeah, it's getting, uh, it's getting, it was good from the beginning, but it, it's starting to get better. So, but if you guys aren't watching it, uh, if you got Hulu and uh, I sold it to you on the last time, just there's uh five episodes now. So, but yeah. All right. What else you got? All right. Uh, do a quick little uh, reality TV run through, hit you with a couple questions on these. The Mole, I brought it up uh, a couple episodes ago, but now uh, all the episodes are up on Netflix. They did a thing where it was like aired over four weeks. They put up, you know, three episodes, three episodes, three episodes, then the final two on the last week. Um, I talked about it last time. Did you get a chance to see any of The Mole, the new version? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, it's pretty good. I think I kind of mentioned this before. What I found really crazy was in the original version of the show, which I, I didn't watch when it came out, but they recently had it on Netflix. And now I know why, because they have this new version. Um, in the original, the mole tried to disrupt everybody else, but everybody else really did try to win money. I found it crazy this time how many people that weren't the mole that still tried to mess up and make it look like they were the mole to try to – it was gamesmanship. It was to try to get people to think it was them, and then they do this test, and whoever does the worst, that's who gets eliminated on the show. But there was a, a whole lot of that going on, and I was like, that's crazy. Like – in. In uh, like I said, the early version of the show, everybody tried to just win as much money as possible. Uh, there was one point pretty early in the show where somebody basically bankrupted the pot just to get an exemption to stay in the game, and everybody was like, "What? What? You spent what?" It was like they did something crazy, like thirty-five thousand out of the pot, so they were safe for one week. <laughs> Damn. Speaking of winning money, do you play Powerball and all that? Because it's like over a billion dollars now. I used to all the time and less so now. There is 
a machine right next to where I work, but uh, they took away the option of picking your own numbers on it. Now it's just one, it'll just, it'll shoot you out a ticket of random numbers. So we better win one. Took, we'll buy one tomorrow. My, my want out of it. Cause I used to love to just play my set of numbers Would you, I could type those in and now I can't do that. We'll go buy one. It's only $2. You can win yeah. over, win over a billion dollars and then you'll, You'll have <laughs> money to buy a big house for all your stuff and build a museum. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the reason I bring that up, other than it's over a billion, somebody here in the town that I live in won a million dollars. So I don't know who this person is. It wasn't me because everybody was like, did you win? Did you win? I was like, what are you talking about? And then I'm like, Psh, I wish. <laughs> um I don't know how much you get out of that million. I'm sure a few hundred thousand. I mean, I wouldn't quit my job, but uh, I'd pay all my bills <laughs> and pay off my cars. But yeah, uh, well, I did. I lost. I'm still a loser. But um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to do it all the time when I could pick my numbers. Is this the mole on ABC still? No. Uh, Netflix only, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, they for a while, they had those first two seasons on Netflix. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I had no idea they were making this new version. And then now that the new version has came out, they took away those first two seasons and they put seasons three and four. Seasons at least three was a celebrity season. And... Um, it had Corbin Burnson, Kathy Griffin, a kid from like Dinotopia or something, um, Stephen Baldwin, some somebody from Arliss, the TV show. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dang. Wasn't as wasn't as crazy about that, but uh, I did find this this new season of the mole to be pretty good, just because, like I said, like they kept it interesting by like people really did keep casting suspicion on themselves. When it came down to the end, I won't obviously I won't spoil it for for anybody, but um, the winner was who I hoped would win. And the mole was who I guessed it was because when it comes down to the final episode, it's the final three. And then there's basically the last unlimited, the winner and the mole is revealed. So um, I did, I got both. So that was exciting. (laughs) I guess. Right. So anyways, um, Real quick, Amazing Race is still going. Uh, big fan of that show. That's, you know, my favorite of uh, the whole bunch. Uh, Survivor's still going. I've personally found this season of Survivor to be super dull for the most part. Like, I throw it on usually after um, watching the week's Amazing Race. And uh, I don't know. The appeal just isn't there for me. Maybe it's the cast. I don't know. But, uh, not into it. Uh, the Real Love Boat. Uh, have you seen that? The one from the 70s? No. That's that's The Real Love Boat. Well, that's the name of the new show is The Real Love Boat. 
It should be the fake love boat. The real love boat was in the 70s. Um, so I was curious just to check it out. But in the end, um, as I kind of could guess, it basically is just another take on Love Island. If you know the way they currently do Love Island, it's basically what it is. The question I have is what's interesting is it's done obviously on a cruise ship. Um, they've got the host and the co-host or well, the hosts, uh, Jerry O'Connell's one of them. And I guess his, his wife. Um, but then they have like a captain, a bartender and like a cruise director, um, who like, consult the people and basically talk to them how their date's going is it going to work out this and that are you going to you going to try for somebody else but in the end like it's interesting like the way they play it it's just like love island where um every episode they either got to uh, they got to connect with somebody and then it'll leave one on one episode, it's a guy. The next episode will be a girl. There'll be one person left over, and then they're left behind at port, uh, and the ship continues on. So that's how they do that. But, uh, yeah, no, not for me. I, I, I tried it out, but, uh, yeah, basically Love Island. But And I, I was hoping for more of, like, because the original show was, like, a scripted show, like a, a drama and whatnot. I was hoping for a little more of that, and they try with the whole bartender, cruise director, captain thing, but eh, not not that great <laughs> to me, at least. <laughs> Is this on the same? Uh, I can't remember the cruise line that Love Boat used. Oh, that's the actually that's the question I have. So during their little like pairing ceremony. It's interesting. It's done like in this middle section of the boat, like near the pool, and it's got this raised section around it. So you can clearly tell like there's other people on the cruise. So I'm wondering, did like they get like a some reduced rate? Did this like a bonus? Is this like friends and family? Like, how is this cruise like taking part like with the show? Because there's clearly just random regular people too, like strolling around here left and right. <laughs> I have no idea how they're doing this. Yeah. So where where they start out at? Uh, I can't remember where they took off from, but they first stopped at the Rock of Gibraltar, which is where the first person uh, got left. Because that's the thing, like they. They're on the boat and then they reach port and they, you know, they do some, usually some, uh, it's, it's usually kind of a game, but it's more of like a get to know you kind of thing. Like, um, they had to climb the rock of Gibraltar and like, at like, like every once in a while they'd come to a place where they'd have to answer like a candid question, like how many people have you been with? And you got to answer and so it's like a kind of like a get to know you game or whatever. And then, like I said, they get back on the boat and then there's, it's uneven each time. There's either one more guy or one more girl. 
and somebody's going to not get picked and then they get left behind at that port and the boat takes off and the episode ends with the person watching from the dock. Bye. Dang. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm not, not going to be keeping up with that one, but uh, yeah, I'm curious to like, know like the whole setup, like, if you're on the cruise while this is going on, like, yeah, does, do you get some kind of hookup, you know? Some are they of... single? These are all single people that are getting on the boat and yeah, want to find love? And, yes. uh, and how long? Oh, real quick. Like, yeah, you travel from port to port. So, like, yeah. And then, like I said, like, the first one was a guy's elimination. So that first guy to get eliminated, he didn't get much time at all. But then, so then they'll continue on, and the next time it'll be a ladies' elimination. So the ladies at least got the first two legs of the journey to get to know people and connect. And but then at that second stop, yeah, a, a lady will get left behind on the next one. And then, yeah, third stop, a, a guy will get. And, and then, yeah, if they add new guys and that new girls, and that's the twist like, ooh. Somebody new, like, oh, are they going to, you know, somebody going to take interest in them? And then somebody that was together, they're not together. And that person's going to let get left behind. So, yeah, it's a whole thing, but. Eh. <laughs> All righty. What is this on? Uh, CBS and Paramount Plus. I watched it on Paramount Plus. Right. The first episode that is. So, yeah. I first, like I said, I was wondering if uh, they had the ship all to themselves, and then that clearly was not the case. Like, yeah, random people just watching. <laughs> but, wow. Anyways, would you on. go on something like this? Uh, Big Brother or no, Amazing on Race. the love boat. Yes. On the Not love, on the boat. love no. boat. No, they gave this no. is your this this is your only option. Hey, Zizu. no way. <laughs> you have to go on there. You got to represent for us. You know it's funny. Um, you know Joseph from Big Brother this last Big Brother season. They actually recruited him for um, Love Island, and he turned it down. And they're like, how about Big Brother? He said, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and speaking oh, yeah, of Big Brother. Yeah, speaking of Go Big ahead. Brother, everyone, thank you for listening to Shout out. all the stuff we did on Anchor, uh, our Big yeah. Brother shows. So, yeah. right on. What were you going to say? Just messaging, I was just messaging you before we started recording this that uh, Taylor went live, and she has been doing that a lot. Um, and I was just like, man, this, it kind of just hit me like, that's so weird. Like, I know it's not new, but just like this, <laughs> this, this era of like, I don't know, she was on TV, but now like you can still keep up with her and, and I guess everybody else if you wanted to. Taylor's the only one I follow. Taylor I follow. and then- Cliff. I follow her in Indy. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what's his name? Turner. 
Turn Daddy. Those are the only ones I follow. <laughs> yeah. I care less about everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Andy's um, always on there. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, the Taylor thing, I just tuned in for a second. And that's when I, like, sent it to you. And she was talking about she's out in L.A. now. And she's about to fly out to Detroit to vote. And then... Like she'll vote, and then she's gonna get on another plane and go out to New York. Got some events going on there. I was like, "Wow, pretty interesting." <laughs> she's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not a Monty, right? No, Joseph. Ever all since right, they yeah. got out of the house, and which was funny because, yeah, like she connected with Monty that like week before the game ended but then you know that it even came to an end inside the house like it was they were kind of done before that it even came to an end and then on finale night uh it was interesting because uh amira who went home pretty early in the game uh third evicted she kind of threw taylor on the bus like at, you know revealing the whole monty hookup to everybody in that finale but uh yeah, no, the Joseph connection happened pretty much instantly right after they got out of the house, and yeah, they're still they're still going strong these uh, all these weeks later. So hmm. yeah, we'll see. Same with uh, uh, shockingly, Alyssa and Kyle. I Weak. can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I just saw like. Uh, random it came across my feed i guess because of taylor and the algorithms but i saw a random Alyssa video and she was checking in saying yeah her and kyle still going good like, wow he's, he's he's weak <laughs> anyways um moving on uh, a couple other quick hits shows uh, we already said that I wouldn't get too much into these because you wanted to check them out. But uh, both these shows have come to an end. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power on Amazon. Um, I kind of uh, watched. Keep going. I got to step away real quick. So keep yeah, going. Yeah. Go ahead. I kind of watched uh, in bunches. I watched like I think they put the first two episodes up at first. I watched those together. Then I let them pile up and I watched, um, I think it's 10 episodes. Then I watched like episodes three through nine, kind of all in a bunch. And then the finale, I watched the, the last one last. And so I really wasn't week to week with it. And I didn't really dig into what people were thinking or predictions or what was going on. So when the end actually did have a few revelations and surprises, they did um, kind of surprise me. And, and one of them was definitely there and, and easy to see, but I really just didn't think about it. So yeah, I mean, uh, it was what it was. I liked certain things about it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, I will continue with it when it returns. Uh, obviously, it held my attention enough that uh, 
I made it through the whole season. Like I said on a previous episode, it was interesting to see, like, I see so much talk about House of the Dragon and almost none about Rings of Power. But when you actually see the 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 viewing numbers, like uh, three times as many people watched Lord of the Rings, and maybe that's just access, more people having Amazon Prime than people have uh, HBO Max. But uh, yeah, I found that interesting. And speaking of House of Dragon, they also uh, came to an end. Uh, I found the season really good, um, really entertaining. I really liked, you know, having that back and, you know, just the way Thrones works and the movements and the power struggles and who's on whose side. Uh, love all that stuff. And they set themselves up really well, I think, for a second season. Um, I thought the last two episodes really delivered uh, setting up uh, the war to come. And it, in, a, in a way, it ends up being that season one is really just that setup, which maybe it's not such a surprise then that there's all these time jumps. I wasn't the biggest fan of them, but they did it a lot uh, in the first season. Obviously, they did the big one where uh, the main two uh, women were recast uh, Rhaenyra and uh, the queen uh, Alicent uh, they were both recast and then obviously as the time goes and their kids come along like one episode the kids are like eight and then the next episode it's ten years later and they're 18 19 so yeah like they were definitely in a rush in a kind of a way with the story, but uh, overall really good and I uh, can't wait for it to come back. But uh, I heard the news on that is it's going to be quite a while. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked because I used to, um, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but it felt like Thrones was pretty much year to year. And I guess we're getting no House of the Dragon at all in 2023. The earliest it'll be back is 2024 and probably a good amount in to 2024. So, yeah, it'll be a while till we return to the House of the Dragon. Well, give me time to watch it then. Yeah, but I'd, like I said, highly recommended. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite between the two, it actually would be. House of the Dragon, but uh, Lord of the Rings did have some some good stuff in it too, some cool stuff. And uh, in the end, I, I feel like uh, the season paid off, you know. So yeah, there's our uh, two uh, recent high fantasy shows. I heard uh, Sandman surprisingly is getting another season I, I heard it didn't do too great in the ratings but who knows sometimes how this stuff works sometimes it seems like ratings is the only thing that matters views is the only thing that matters and then other times not so did you watch any uh sandman i have not i don't even know what it's on netflix okay it's not yeah. doing good i heard it just wasn't getting like like many views. Um, I watched like the first three episodes and I thought it was good, but it didn't like really grab me. Like it didn't like make me want to 
go any further, really. Like, maybe I will at some point, but it just didn't grab me enough. And there's so much other stuff going on, especially at the time. We had House of the Dragon and Andor and She-Hulk and everything. And, I mean, even Big Brother was still going at the time. So, yeah, so much. So, uh, also want to touch on uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi and Andor, but uh, I can wait for Star Wars moment for that. All right. Ready to get into movies? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, what movies did you have? I forgot everything. <laughs> Wendell and Wild and... That's one movie, oh. Wendell and Wild. Yeah, I guess okay. the other one is kind of more TV, so I could quickly just mention it right now. Uh, it's from the next of those Untold series on uh, Netflix, Operation Flagrant Foul. Did you watch that one? No, no, I haven't watched any of those yet. Um, interesting how this year, um, both uh, the yeah they had the Operation Flagrant Foul and the. Uh, and one mixtape tour. So two basketball themed ones this time. The flagrant foul one was on uh, Tim Donaghy, that uh, disgraced, shamed referee from uh, the late 2000s, uh, got caught uh, betting on games, fixing games as much as he could. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. Well, yeah, Operation Flagrantfell is worth watching then to uh, to see that. I mean, he he did what he could in the in the doc. He claims like it was more like he's saying he didn't fix it. Like he just used his inside information. Like if he knew a fellow referee like had something against Allen Iverson, then bet the other team and. This his other <clears throat> ref didn't like Pat Riley, you know. Don't don't go get the heat. Pick the Knicks that night, and supposedly he went for the games he bet on. He went like forty-seven and ten or something. So the people that uh, he was involved with, and this went all the way to like a mob level, the Gambino family. Uh, they made crazy money, millions. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I think the last one I watched was uh, the hockey one. Oh, yeah, there's been some good ones since. Like I said, the yeah. Manti Teo one that I was talking about, the girlfriend who didn't exist, and the Anne one mixtape tour, this one, Operation Flagrant Fell. Yeah, that was the last one I watched. Was the the hockey yeah. one? Yeah, I think it was, was what the first season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good series though. Good series. But yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, this is a new one that came out. Uh, I guess like recently. It says it came out in September, but I. I don't know why I didn't watch it then. But anyway, this is uh, weird. The Al Yankovic story. 
And this is streaming on uh, Roku, the Roku channel, which I was like, damn, they're making movies. I was like, uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, my son and I watched this one. The unextravagated unext- true story about the greatest musician of our time from the conventional upbringing where playing playing the accordion was a sin. Weird Al Yankovic rebels and makes his dream to change changing the words to world-renowned songs come true. An instant success and sex symbol, Al lives an excessive lifestyle and pursues an, an infamous <clears throat> infamous romance that nearly destroys him. This was directed by Eric Apple, Appel, I think that's his name. And this stars uh, Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe as uh, Al Yankovic, um, Rex Kondo, D. Deirdrick, or whatever his name, Batter. He's the, the narrator. And Lynn, there's like a ton of people in this. Uh, Lynn Manuel, <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda, he's in this. Uh, Richard Aaron Anderson as young Al, uh, Julian Nicholson as Mary, uh, Rain Wilson as Doctor Demento, uh, Toby Huss, um, what was his name in Seinfeld? Uh, he was the Whiz in that one. Uh, let me see, David Bloom. Um, Scott Ackerman, Jonah Ray, uh, Spencer Treat Clark. Um, there was a ton of other people in this. Let me, uh, click on this. Cause, uh, what's in the Jack Black's in it? Um, let me see who else. There's, Cause there's so many cameos. Will Forte's in this, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, he's in it as, as uh, one of the record producers, Patton and Oswald, uh, Michael McKean, um, Chuck, was it Chuck McGill? Was that his name? And uh, Better Call Saul, he's in this. Lenny, uh, Conan O'Brien's in it. Jack Black, I already said. Uh, Julie Chang, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, she played Madonna. And Seth Green is in this. Uh, let me see. Jimmy Walker was in this? I must have missed him. Um, and a bunch of other people that are in this film. But uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story. I thought it was going to be a uh, like a, a movie on his life. This, uh, I was watching, uh, he said something in the beginning. I didn't catch it, Eric did. He said, no, this, he said that this is like... Um, uh, a story loosely based on his life. So as the movie's going, he's everyone. Everyone just knows Weird Al as this guy that makes parody songs. These in this story, he was making um, like when uh, to the song "Eat It." He said he wrote that first, then Michael Jackson did "Beat It," and and it was it was it was. I was like, what the hell's happening in this thing? And Eric said he said it's loosely based. So I went, oh, okay, I see how it goes. Because then he gets involved with Madonna, and they have their little love spat. Uh, he's just partying and just drunk and all this. I was like, what? 
<laughs> I, but this movie was awesome. It was hella funny. I loved it. Um, and the ending was crazy. <laughs> it was hella crazy. I was not expecting that ending. But once the movie was said and done, I watched an interview with uh, Weird Al and uh, Harry Potter or Daniel Radcliffe. They were on, I think it was Seth Meyers' show. And uh, Al, Weird Al was like, he was like, when they came to me with this idea to do a a movie on my life, he was like, it's going to be boring and I don't think anybody is going to really care. He goes, because I never got into any kind of uh, controversy or anything his whole career. He just did his music and sent him to Dr. Demento and he put him out and he became famous. He goes, I never did anything because I was boring. He goes, the movie would be no good. No one would like it. So him and the other guy that wrote this, um, Eric Apple, he was like the director. He was like, you know what? Why don't we make a parody of your life? And he was like, all right. So they sat down. They wrote the story. That's why all this craziness is happening to him uh, throughout his music career. And it actually it was it, I was like, OK, I get it. And it was it was awesome. It was hella funny. Uh, again, all these cameos from all kinds of different big actors. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, she she's the one that, that shocked me. I, I didn't even know she was in this. Uh, I remember kept seeing stuff. um about uh, Madonna, but I didn't realize that was her. So, but uh, she was awesome in this in, in this movie. But Daniel Radcliffe, man, man, that kid's in shape because those times when uh, he had his shirt off, he was hella ripped. I was like, damn. But he did a good job when they were singing the parody songs like uh, Rocky. I love Rocky Road. Another one rides the bus. Uh, Eat it, and uh, all the other ones he had done. Uh, My Bologna. It was. Weird Al singing him. So he was just basically just lip syncing. But this this movie was hilarious. Uh, it's borderline in my top 10. It might knock a movie out. I want to watch it again. I really need to evaluate as we get closer to the end of the year. So if it doesn't really make my list, it will be an honorable mention. But man, this movie was awesome. It was uh, basically certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. They gave it an 85%. So, but I I was shocked on how good it was. I wasn't expecting much. I, again, I was just expecting a just a story on his life. I didn't know all this because the way the the way it was going in the beginning, I was kind of like, wow, man, this is this is going kind of fast and everything. But it it was it was just a hilarious uh, movie. Um, I guess everyone doesn't have Roku. I have a little Roku device thing. So, but. Uh, if you have one of those, go to the Roku channel. It's free. The only thing that sucked is there was ads. So it was like there was commercials. But there wasn't that many. So, it, But the movie went by uh, pretty quick. The movie wasn't very long. It was only an hour and 48 minutes, but probably two hours total with uh, with all the little commercial breaks. But this movie was awesome. Um, yes, we all just see Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter, but he has done some amazing roles to try to get away from the whole Harry Potter thing. He, his his acting chops are all over the place. He can do serious. He can, of course, Harry Potter. He can do horror. Uh, and now he can do comedy. Uh, and I know he's done some other comedies, but this one was, was awesome. I remember when I first heard about this film and I found out he was going to be Weird Al, I was like, 
Hmm. Okay. But um, once the movie was said and done, once I started seeing pictures of it, I was already right, kind of looks like him. And I, I like Daniel Radcliffe. So, but yeah, this movie was hella funny. You guys need to watch again if you got Roku channel or it's out there already. Um, definitely check out Weird, the Al Yankovic story, because it it was an amazing film. I loved it. I didn't think I was gonna love it as much as I do, but. It was definitely uh, worth your time to sit down and watch it. I am a Weird Al Yankovic fan, so that was the main reason I watched it, uh, as well as my son, Mark. He he really loves Weird Al. Uh, he kind of came into it later with the, um, the white nerdy and all those other things, but I was there from Al from the beginning during the Do- Dr. Demento stuff, so but it was really cool. I really love this movie. Definitely check it out if you got Roku. Uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Cool. Do you have Roku? I do not. Uh, Do you have a Roku TV? Not one for my mom's. My TV is Hisense, and it's like Uh, whatever, Google Play. Well, go sit down there and watch it with your mom. She'll probably like it. It's funny. (laughs) All right, what did you have? I got Wendell and Wild from Netflix. It came out October 28th, just in time for Halloween. Two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wild, enlist the aid of a 13-year-old Cat Elliot to summon them to the land of the living. Stars the voices of Lyric Ross, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele, Angela Bassett, James Hong, which when I heard him, I was like, oh, awesome. And it's like, it's so cool. After all these years, he's still doing stuff like he did uh, Star Wars Visions last year, uh, The Elder. So it was really cool to uh, Lopan. Yeah. To see him still doing stuff. Uh, I think he's like 90 or something like that. He is. He's like, I think like 92, 93. And in this, yeah, he sounds just great. You can tell it's the dude who played Lopan <laughs> in his voice. I was like. Oh. He, he, so if, if you go and look at his IMDb, he has done. So much. so much from like from acting to voice and everything, everything you could think of. Drama, action, comedies, television, television dramas, television comedy. He was on Seinfeld. He was in um, Big Bang Theory and all yeah. these awesome movies. I mean, his I'm trying. I can't even get to the end of his his beginning of his career. Right. Um, even 1954. Yeah, even ones you like might not have remembered he was in, like uh, Golden Child. Like, yeah. I would watch that, like in the years past. I was like, hey, there he is. <laughs> Jeez, he was in Days of Our Lives. Um, the yeah. Fall Guy, TJ Hooker, Dynasty. Damn, he's been in Singing Elsewhere. Yeah, this guy, he he's, oh, geez, he was in Different Strokes. Man, Taxi, Heart to Heart, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I mean, this gentleman, he is all over the map, and it's and he's got other things that are coming. 
that are in post-production and filming. So, I mean, he's, he's an, he's amazing at uh, his, he's one of those guys. When you see him, you go, Oh, that guy, but he'll always be low pan from uh, John Carpenter's big trouble in little China. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Is this CGI animated? It is. It is. Ocean. Uh, oh, okay. Which I love. Uh, and this is by Henry Selick, who uh, people will know from Coraline and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Obviously, The Nightmare Before Christmas has Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas on it. So everybody thinks that he directed it, but Henry Selick actually directed it. It was Tim Burton who wrote. A Nightmare Before Christmas. So uh, it has that style, the style of Nightmare Before Christmas, of Coraline. That's what you get here for Wendell and Wilde. So kind of creepy, definitely not afraid to be uh, like gross in parts. uh, That's for sure. So uh, I sent you the one clip. I don't know if you watched it. when the devil appeared, they've used, uh, uh, what is it? Doesn't uh, CM Punk's intro music, right? Uh, I don't even remember. You always send me all kinds of things. I don't remember it. Um, was it a while ago? Um, was, oh, here it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cult of personality. All right, I didn't know. I thought this was CGI. I'll I'll watch this. I doubt the boys will sit through, but Renee, she likes these type of movies. Yeah, she loves all, all that stuff. Yeah, Coraline. I love this stuff. Um, it, it, like Key and Peel did their thing, like when they're together. Uh, so even though it's you know stop motion animation, like uh, awesome to see them as. Wendell and Wild, uh, but yeah, I mean, Lyric Ross's cat is like the main character in this. Uh, but yeah, really cool. I really liked it, um, and definitely has a chance to make my end of year list. I usually like to uh, add something from the uh, animation category to my list. And uh, this is definitely a strong contender for as far as I'm considering for uh, the best uh, animated thing I've seen this year. So highly recommend. I don't even know what animated movies I'd seen. Um... Yeah, not many this year that I can think of. Lightyear. Lightyear was good. Um, eh, it was all right. But yeah, I mean, this one's pretty awesome. <clears throat> all right, yeah, I'll check it out. But that was all you had? I think, unless I can think of something else that I saw. <laughs> all right, well, I got two more. Um, we kind of mentioned this though on the first half. Neither of, neither of us have seen it, but I went out and seen it. And this is uh, DC's Black Adam, <laughs> uh, an ancient Kondak. I, I guess that's how you say it. The tenth Adam, 
was bestowed the mighty power, almighty powers of the gods. After using those powers for vengeance, he was imprisoned, becoming Black Adam. Nearly 5,000 years have passed, and Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend. Now free, his unique form of justice, born out of rage, is challenged by modern-day heroes who formed the Justice Society, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. This is directed by... Jume, Colette, Sarah. I don't even know who that is. And uh, this stars <clears throat> uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, uh, Remington Steele, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, Noah Centino as Adam Smasher, Sarah Shahai as Andrea a Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone. Oh, Badhi Sabangu as Aman. Uh, Marwan Kinzari as Ishmael. Uh, Mohammed Amr as Karen K- Karam. I think that's his name. Where's the other guy? Oh, uh, the Fonz. Henry Winkler. He's in this for a second. And a bunch of other people. All right. Black Adam. Uh, are you going to go see this? <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because this movie, this movie was awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Black geez, Adam? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Rotten, Tomato, Rotten Tomatoes gave it no justice. Uh, I need to click on it because this is for you got a splat. The tomato meter gave it. See, t- the tomato meter gave it 40%. But the audience gave it an 89. See, I mean, I don't trust critics, man. But um, I do not know that much of Black Adam's story. I know who he is and I know what who he was fighting and everything. But it wasn't a character that I was like, oh, cool. I need to get behind all this. No, I mean, it was just something that was all right. Um, I know you had to get somebody big to be in it and no one bigger than the rock uh, right now. So, all right. Cause he did want to do a, uh, a superhero film. Um, and I think he did a good job. He was uh, funny when he had to be, he can be serious. He can kick ass. This is really violent. It's PG 13. Um, I'd like to see a director's cut might be pushing R but he killed. He was killing fools left and right in this film. In the the Justice Society, they they kept uh, telling him, "No, no, you can't kill him. You gotta, we gotta put him through the justice system and and the courts and all that." And he was like, "Hell no, he didn't give a fuck. He was just, he was just killing fools, taking them high in the air and dropping them, smashing things and blowing them up with his little his powers and everything." The, the backstory was cool. I don't know how true it is to the books, but for as far for the movie, it kept uh, the movie going. This movie was two hours and five minutes. It flew by because it, there was a lot of action. There was a lot of talking in the beginning and everything. But once uh, he came into play uh, of why, of what happened to him, why he was protecting people, and then uh, how he became Black Adam, uh, I liked everything about this. I want to see this again because I, I thought it was a really good film. Um, what's his name? He he's he was the the all star of this film. Uh, Muhammad Amir. He played um, 
the main girl's, uh, I think it was her brother. Let me see. What the hell was his name? Um, he was, because he was, he was the, the oh, he was uh, Karim. He was the comic relief. He was hella funny in this every time he popped onto, onto the screen. But The Rock, he's funny just as just as much. But um, Hawkman, uh, Aldous Hodge, he was really good. He um, he was really serious. I liked uh, how he looked. Uh, Dr. Fate, uh, Pierce Brosnan, man, he's getting old. But uh, he was badass in it. Uh, Adam Smasher, I wish he would have had a, a bigger part in it. Um, but he was good every time he was on, as well as Cyclone. I really loved um, when she would uh, start doing her powers and how it would it was like in slow motion. So everything she was doing, like just making the win and everything, it all looked it looked it all looked amazing. So, but I loved the film. It's definitely, it, of course, it's got to be on the comic book list. But I was shocked on how good it was because the way everybody was talking about it, saying that it was no good and it was whack, again. I do not know that much of this character. So I, I, I just took the movie for what it was, and I enjoyed it. I love The Rock, first and foremost, uh, as well as Pierce Brosnan. He's awesome. But uh, everybody that was in it did their job. I did kind of have a little issue with the uh, the bad guy at the end of the film. I was kind of like, eh. It kind of seemed like they were running out of ideas, but let's let's pull this guy again. But who knows? He might be a character from the books. I I don't know. But um, I liked it. I thought it was a really good film. Uh, my son, I asked him, "What'd you think?" He goes, "Man, that was good." And the thing at the end, which was already spoiled, but it was awesome. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So, but um, if you guys have not seen Black Adam yet and you're hearing all, all the bad things, and if, if you, if I'm selling it to you, um, go see it and figure it out for yourself. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. But I walked out of the theater loving it. And this is uh, DC's uh, Black Adam. Definitely go see it. Cool. I think you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'll, I'm 100% going to go on Tuesday. Because I'm so, trying to I don't remember. For uh, Marvel on uh, Thursday, I got a, a three o'clock showing of Wakanda on Thursday. Okay, I'm looking at old. See, I remember him fighting Shazam, and I, I always remember him as a bad guy. But, um, hmm. Oh, uh, the issue, the other issue I had, um, I don't know what country they were in, somewhere over there in the Middle East. Everybody had accents, and he was supposed to be from there, and he didn't. But he's the rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's the rock, so you just you got to look over that. But, yeah, I'm looking at old uh, comic book pictures of him. Um, yeah, he don't look like the rock, but all right. <laughs> but either way, I mean, just if you don't really know the story, um, just go in there and enjoy it for what it is. Uh, obviously, we're going to get more uh, with him, and uh, I can't wait until he fights uh, Shazam. So, but it was a good movie. I, I, again, I, I want to go see it again in the theater. Cool. Yeah, like uh, I said, I'm going to go Tuesday. All righty. All right. I also, I finally, uh, I think in the last first half of this, I said the last movie I saw in the theater was um, uh. Halloween ends, but I did, uh, but this is, a, I went and saw this one before I saw Black Adam, and this is a film that came out uh, last month, 
uh, October 6th, and this is part two to, uh, well, Terrifier 2. Um, I don't think I mentioned it on the show, but I do remember Taylor and I did a 31 Days of Horror. It wasn't last year. It was whenever that one was out. Uh, okay, well, that first one came out in 2016. I didn't, I didn't talk about it in 2016. I think it was last year or the year before. But anyway, uh, Terrifier 2. A uh, horror and a bloody, gory slasher film. Um, resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to Miles, Co- Miles County to terrorize a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the, the story. They, they really kind of don't go into after uh, what happened in, in the first film. But um, for those of you that do know, uh, Art the Clown and the first Terrifier. I mean, I thought that one was bloody and gory, but man, they went full, full on with this one. I mean, I think I think one of the worst things in the first film is they had this lady hung upside down. She was naked. I don't know if he had like a hacksaw or whatever, but he sawed between. She was strung upside down. He sawed between her privates and went all the way through, cut her in half. And I was like, damn, I thought that was brutal. Man, they they went for it in this film. Uh, this stars Lauren Lavera as Sienna, uh, Catherine Cochran as Dawn, Jenna Canal as Tara, um, Samantha Gaddafi as Victoria, and, uh, Elliot Fullman as Jonathan, uh, the beautiful Felissa Rose, she popped in this for a second. Uh, Griffin Santapatero, I think that's his name. He's um, Daniel LaRusso's son in Cobra Kai. And Y2J, Chris Jericho, he, he's in this. He's only, he's at the at the very end of the film. But um, this one, at the end of the film, they had uh, like a little featurette. Uh, making it was kind of like a podcast. I think it was bloody disgusting. They were talking to uh, Damien Leone, the director, and David Howard Thornton as uh, Art the Clown. They were talking to them. I guess they started this film in 2019, and then the world fell apart. So they had to had to sit on it for a while because uh, the kid from Cobra Kai he he was uh, he was little in this. I was like. Is that him? I had to look it up, and it was him. So yeah, they they filmed this this movie a long time ago, but they they finally put it out. But you don't you don't you don't watch Terrifier for the story. You just want to see Art the Clown kill. Uh, I believe All Hallows Eve was the first movie he popped up in, and I think that one was just a like an anthology film. I haven't seen that one. But the guy that I don't, the guy that was Art the Clown in that isn't the dude that uh, played him in, in the two films. But Art the Clown is just some crazy psychopath, sadistic killer clown. He looks creepy. He's kind of he doesn't talk. He does like the mime thing. He's got crazy teeth and dressed as a clown, and he just goes around and kills fools. Um, he kind of goes and uh, terrorizes uh, this teenage girl and her brother. Uh, her brother and her are just they're the main stars. They're kind of just going through some issues at home. And then uh, the the young boy, the hell is his name? Jonathan. He is kind of obsessed 
with Art the Clown because it's it's a big, huge murder investigation that was going on there. I think this was like a year, year or so after the first film. So then Art, Art the Clown goes to work and just starts killing fools left and right and just like pulling their eyes out, cutting their heads off, pulling their brains out, pulling their hearts out, pulling guts out, cutting dicks off, everything, and just just disemboweling you and... Oh my God. <laughs> and what I loved about it the most was it was all practical effects. I don't believe there was any CGI in this at all. If there if there was, it was probably minimal. But man, um, I don't know what the budget was for this film, but it, obviously it went in uh the special effects. Because I was like, damn, they they went for it hella hard in this one. All right, the budget was two hundred and fifty thousand and it boxed offest. 10.1 million. So it went way, it's still in the theater right now. So it, it's, it's going to make more and more money, but man, this movie was awesome. I loved it. Is it my number one horror film? No, but man, this movie was so good. I loved it. I mean, it was all right. The first 10 minutes of the film, just instantly blood guts, dismemberment, everything. There was about, mm, Maybe about 15, almost 20 people in the theater within that before the even title credit came across the screen. A couple got up and left. Obviously, I think it was a girl because I heard her go, I can't watch this. And her boyfriend, uh, he I felt sorry for him because he missed an awesome film. So they had to leave. The movie kept going. There was a late, a grand, I think it was a grandma and her granddaughter in there. When I remember walking in, go, damn, they're going to sit and watch this. But OK, I mean, to each his own. And the movie starts, and man, it, this lady would not shut up. It just made me laugh because she was funny. She was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Don't go in there. Watch out. You're going to die. Uh-oh. Here it comes. Oh, no. I was like, damn. I mean, everyone was just laughing at her and then watching the the, the glorious uh, blood and guts that was on the screen. So I was like, what the hell? And that little girl, she was screaming and laughing and the little girl was like, oh, my God. And the grandma was like, I don't know if I can take much more of this. Do you want to go? And she was like, no, no, let's keep watching this. So they sat through two. This movie was two hours and like 20 minutes long. Did it need to be that long? No. But at the two-hour point, the grandma finally like, look, I can't take anymore. I We got to go. So they she packed her granddaughter and they left. I said, shit, you only had 20 more minutes. You could have finished it out. But they she had enough. She was like, oh, my God. And before I mean, right before they left, uh, there were some uh, two other teenage girls. They left. They got up and left. So by a total of six people left that theater because they just could, they just couldn't hang with what was going on on the screen. And I, I don't even remember the last movie I saw where people got up and left. And um, I mean, tickets were the 12 bucks. I don't know if they got their money back. Um, I didn't realize the movie was so long and I drank my soda like hella fast. So I had to go to the bathroom. So I jumped up and ran out uh, kind of towards the end. Um, I missed some part, but I found it online and, and I watched what I missed. But when I went, when I ran to the bathroom, that first couple that left, they were sitting on a bench because they came with a group of people and all their friends were still in the theater watching it. And I was thinking, damn, man, I want to say, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but, of course, he had to go sit out there with her. And again, 
they only they sat through ten minutes of it, so they still had like two hours and ten minutes to wait until uh, their friends came out. But <laughs> the, the, yeah, this movie, man, it it was just, it was just brutal. Oh, there was another little girl in it. She was scary. What the heck was her name? Um, it's Emile McLean. It just says the little pale girl. Uh, I don't know. I was kind of confused on that because in the beginning we see her. She wasn't in the first film. We see her and only Art the Clown could see her because he, he had just murdered and killed all these people. And then he went to the laundromat and he was um, washing off his uh, his little clown outfit because he took it all off and he was standing there naked and he was sitting there reading the paper. And then he looked over to the left of him and he saw the scary little clown girl staring at him. And he just looked at her, and then this part was brutal. I don't know why this happened in the film, but she just started to just crap her pants. It was like diarrhea because it was liquid and chunks just falling onto the floor. <laughs> was like, uh, again, they're just going for the gross outs. And I think out of everything that they showed in it, to me, that was the only time I was like, ah, oh, really? But, oh, man, there was something that happened at the end that was like, oh, my God. I mean, it was, I don't know if she was on her period or what, but the blood was pouring out uh, between this chick's legs. I was like, whoa. Every time I watch these type of movies, there's no way you would be able to watch this, much less the first one. But, man, this movie was glorious. I loved every minute of it. Um, I want to go see it again before they take it out of the theater. Uh, I do not own the first one, so I definitely want to um, pick that one up on Blu-ray. I believe if you guys do those horror boxes, they were saying that um, the I guess October's horror box had Terrifier 2 on Blu-ray in it. So I'm, I'm just going to wait until uh, it's out for sale. But I want to go see this in the theater again because this movie was awesome. I loved it. I again, I loved every minute of it. it oh shit! It was, it was not even. It was not rated. Uh, it's uh, two hours and eighteen minutes plus whatever, however long that thing was at the end. Um, they could have cut some of this out because there was some scenes, not the bloody gutty guts in part, but there were some scenes that kind of uh, during the talking and everything that just kind of like drug on that didn't really go anywhere. But again, if you like these type of films, you probably already seen it. But if you are listening to me and have no desire to see this, like the Zisu here, it's not this movie and the first film are not for everyone. This is just you got to you got to love these type of films and not let the blood and guts bother you. None of it looked real. You can tell it was just latex and everything because there's some scenes where uh, this one chick gets uh, cut in the face. And when they show they show her face really good and you can just clearly see it just it just looked fake i mean because sometimes w- w- with some of these films uh it looks real like um hostile and hostile too there was some facial stuff that was going on that one that that looked real but this you can clearly see it was just all it was really brightly lit so that's how you can really tell and there was another character in it she was a survivor uh from the first film but her face was all deformed and uh, it looked like she just had a mask on and everything but from what i understood um, the Art the Clown, it wasn't just a mask that he put on. It was all kinds of uh, latex uh, pieces. They said it took like two hours each time to put it on him, to put all the stuff on his face and then paint it white and everything else. So, But 
man, this movie was glorious. I loved it. Uh, again, definitely in my top 10 uh, horror films. And I'm putting it in my top 10 movies of the year because it bumped uh, another movie out. And I, I couldn't believe it. I, I knew it was going to be in my horror films. Um, but, oh, my God, this movie it was it was just amazing. I, I, I cannot uh, express enough on how much I loved it and how much if you love these type of horror films, if you love the blood and guts, uh, again, you probably already saw it. But if you haven't and you've seen the first one and you thought that was bad. This one is 10 times worse. <laughs> so go see Terrifier 2 in your theaters now. And that is all the movies that I have. All right. Hold on, hold on. What did Rotten Tomatoes give it? I believe they gave it. Hmm, it's already one of the best horror movies of the year. I see. Let me see. Where? Okay. All right. Terrifier 2. Yeah, this is certified fresh. 80, uh, 80, 88% with the critics, 82% uh, with the audience score. Certified fresh. So um, I'll agree with the, uh, the critics on this one. <laughs> but audience as well, they they all loved it. But um, again, again, you got to like these type of films. Because it's just totally gross out horror. And that's all they were going for with this one. The acting was good. Not to say that the actors in the film were no good. They were they were really good. I, I really loved what was going on. Um, Lauren Lavera, a beautiful young woman. I thought she she was an she did an awesome job. Uh, David Howard Thornton, the guy that played Art the Clown, again did not speak a word in the whole film. It was all body horror and. Um, I don't know if he's a mime, but he he did his job good. But yeah, again, yeah, see it if you if you want to. But I'm I'm warning you, this is not a film for everyone, and definitely don't bring the kids like this lady did, the brother granddaughter, and um, they couldn't hack it. <laughs> but I'll give it to them, man. They went two hours into it and then just couldn't couldn't make it to the end. <laughs> Um, the end. Well, I guess the last scene was pretty brutal, but I, I think they if if they would have made it, it was a actually a credit scene. So if you go see this film, uh, when when the movie's over, the credits start rolling. Stick around because there's a scene, and the way it, the, the, it's already out there, the directors are saying it. There's gonna be a part three, and I cannot wait for that to come out, and I'll definitely talk about it. Uh, when it comes out, I don't know when it's coming out, but uh, we'll see because the director said they they said, you guys thought this one was bad. Wait till the next one comes out. So I'm all I'm all in. But yeah, Terrifier 2 in your theaters now. And I believe it's streaming uh, rentals and all that. So if you don't want to go to the theater, you can definitely watch it in the, the safety of your home. Terrifier 2. Now we're uh, at sports. Yeah. Weekend sports. Seahawks, first place. Beat Shocking. down the Cardinal. Beat down the Cardinals. Well, they didn't beat them now. We won. So. In contention for division. And the Cheaters. Uh, Houston Astros won the World Series. Not this. They didn't cheat this time. Uh, they're cheaters. Once a cheater, always a cheater. <laughs> when, when, what happened? I don't even remember. This is what all my buddies were yelling. What, what happened? What were they accused of? I don't remember. The 2017 World Series, they were accused of 
tipping calls, banging on garbage cans to uh, relay what uh, pitch was coming, reading the pitch count, like uh, the signs. Hmm. Okay, now I remember that. Uh, the Mattress Man, Mattress Mac, he won the biggest bet in sports betting history. He won $75 million on his beloved Astros. $75 million. I wish. Yep. The Mattress Man also, uh, his mattress store in uh, Texas, obviously, um, if in the lead-up to this World Series, if you bought a mattress from him, like, you know, in like a whole payment deal, and the Astros won, which they did, um, he wasn't, he's given away their all the, no more uh, payments for people. <laughs> so, he, if you got a mattress from him in the lead up to this, uh, now it's on the house. <laughs> mattress man. You guys didn't play this week, did you, or today? We were recording on Sunday, everyone. We didn't because the previous week we played in London and after... Uh, week after week of losing, we actually won in London against the Jags, 21-17. Season's still going nowhere, but after all those losses, it was good to just get a win. But uh, the fire sale was on, and uh, we got rid of uh, one of our best defensive players, Bradley Chubb, uh, we basically gave him away to the the Dolphins, who they've are they're already uh, doing good and they've got a lot of good players. So we sent him to a good good place. We did good by him, but uh, sad to lose one of our best players. Yeah, I didn't get to see the game because it wasn't on anything streaming that I, um, that I had. No Amazon, no Paramount or Peacock. I don't even know what what it was on. I saw a thing today uh, talking, you know, about sports betting. And uh, it was said, uh, Vegas always wins unless you're the Raiders. (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know. (laughs) Everybody was, was lighting them up. Um. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Raider fan, and, and I'll talk shit, but uh, no, nah, man. He, man. The fans are turning on him. <laughs> so, but, mm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think we play them next week. Is it next week or no? Either next week or the week after. I don't know. I, I think we, I know we play them pretty soon. Right. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of my beloved sports, uh, the NBA, and um, I was excited. My long-awaited uh, league pass, I finally figured it out. Uh, I almost bought NBA 2K, like I mentioned, uh, to get the league pass, and then I was trying to find 
out how I could get somebody to bet uh, the $5 on FanDuel. They were giving away three months. Then I found if you ran five miles with the Nike app, uh, they give it to you. So I'm not a big runner, but uh, that's how you get me to do it. And I got out and I ran around Eureka, uh, well, six miles actually. And uh, they made me wait though till November 3rd. And what's funny is right before November 3rd, randomly out of nowhere, Yahoo sent me an email saying they were giving me three months of league pass because I had a fantasy basketball team with Yahoo. So that was kind of funny. So um, in a roundabout way, I ended up with a league pass on the house this year because the Yahoo one expires middle of January. So I redeemed the Nike one, uh, started that on November 3rd. So what we got till uh, November to December, December, January, January to February. So midway through January before the other one expires, I got to redeem that on Yahoo. And then, so yeah, I'll have January to February, February to March, March to April. That's basically the playoffs. So I basically got the year covered just like that. So that's exciting. All of a sudden I got league pass. <laughs> well, that's good. Finally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's been fun the past few days to have that, especially since, um, these games you wouldn't normally see. And that's what's funny. Um, it's not the ESPN games, not the TNT games, uh, but it's also not my beloved warriors or the Kings. And I keep forgetting about that. I can't watch the Kings. Um, and every once in a while, like, you know, cause I'll click from game to game and then I go to click on the, this game and it's like, Oh, nope. Sorry. Blacked out. And I'm like, what, why? And I forget like, Oh yeah, I can't watch the Kings either. Like it's one thing I can't watch the Warriors, but can't watch the Kings either. Unless I get a uh, VPN and I can watch both. <laughs> well, get on it. Yeah. That's like we talked about before. Yeah. Though, like another, 20 bucks a month, so I don't know. Or Joel said there's some way if I have a computer to, like, install it on my router. I don't know. I have no idea. He's our tech guy. Anyways, um, as far as, like, the basketball goes, though, uh, oh, uh, although I can't watch the Warriors, interestingly, not on the TV, but on the phone app for the NBA, I can listen to the broadcast. So the last couple of Warriors games, I've been able to catch the end of the game on the, the call, the Warriors radio that way. I'm sure I could even just locally somehow, some way, but um, yeah, through the league pass I did. And things are actually not going very well here in the season. Uh, very slow starts the season, um, and the worst road trip uh, since the early 2000s. I think since 2002-2003 season. So um, we've had a lot of bad years before the the dynasty started, but uh, somehow everything fell apart this uh, last road trip. We had bad losses to uh, Detroit, to Charlotte. 
to Orlando. They lost to the Heat, to the Pelicans. Yeah, so five-game losing streak. Uh, lost all five games on the road. Uh, back against the Kings uh, at home tomorrow. So really need to get back uh, winning ways. The interesting thing about tomorrow is um, they're doing uh, kind of an election awareness in the NBA. Uh, Tuesday being election day. Um, so every team is playing tomorrow, Monday, and then nobody's playing on Tuesday. Uh, to kind of clear the calendar and if you know give people that uh, vote in person that uh, time to so uh, the interesting thing about tomorrow's games though that I'm really looking forward to especially now with uh, this league pass access is normally start times is either 4:30 or 5 for sets of games or 7 7:30. Uh, but they're doing a thing tomorrow. We're starting at 4.30 till like 7.30. A game starts like every 15 minutes. So that's cool to to see like every 15 minutes there's going to be a game going on and then there's going to be a moment there where every game is going to be ending and you should be able to like cut from game to game to game. So I'm looking forward to uh, keeping up with that tomorrow. Alrighty. Got anything else? I do. I just remembered. Uh, WWE Crown Jewel 2022 happened um, yesterday in uh, I think it's Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, I checked the weather. It was only like 70 something at night, so it wasn't like in the 90s like that one year. But um, the I didn't see every match like straight through. I was kind of I was doing stuff, but I did see the main event. But I'm gonna run through these really quick. Um, I'm not gonna go about what I liked about them except for the the main event. Uh, women's tag team champion. I missed the kickoff show. I need to go back and watch that. I don't know who won that one. And that one was uh Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, the Almighty. Uh, women's Tag Team Championship uh, match: uh, Alexa Bliss and Oscar take on Damage Control. Uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky. From this was a good match. I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. And I again, I don't know their beliefs with women. They have to be covered up. Um, these gals were like fully uh, covered, neck all the way down to your ankles and your wrists. So um, I'm glad it wasn't super hot for them. <laughs> but uh, overall, it was a, it was a really good match as well. Same thing with the, the the women reps; they had to wear the ref shirts and a long sleeve shirt under that. So I don't I don't know why this is that over there, but hey, it, that's their country. But it was a good match. Um, damage control uh, ended up pulling it out for the win, and uh, CBS Sports gave this one a B plus. All right, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. Um, Scarlett was in uh, Karrion Cross's um, uh, corner. Uh, she was getting involved in this, man. This was a pretty good match, man. These, these two beat the hell out of each other. Uh, Drew McIntyre ended up winning. Uh, he escaped the cage uh, first. It was kind of like uh, at the same time, uh, McIntyre went over the top. 
and dropped down as Karrion Cross was trying to crawl out, but he didn't make it. But they gave this one a B. Uh, beat the hell out of each other. Awesome match. Uh, the next match, uh, the return of the OC, uh, AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows are back. AJ Styles never went anywhere, but Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are back. Uh, they took on the Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio, and uh, Rhea Ripley. Oh, so fine. Uh, off on the side, yeah, she got involved in, in some of this. But this match was pretty good, man. They, they were roughing each other up, flying all over the ring, especially Finn Balor. Uh, Judgment Day ended up uh, pulling it out, beating them via pinfall. And it was a good match. I, I really uh, enjoyed this one. The next one, I wasn't really paying attention to this one. I was dealing with my grandsons, so I need to go back and rewatch this match. But this was Braun Strowman taking on Omos. Uh, Braun Strowman ended up uh, winning, pinning Omos. Um, and they gave it a B plus for for the little bit that I saw. They were these are two big brutes, and I've always said this: big guys only have a handful of moves, and they were throwing each other all over the place in this and in and out of the ring. So it was pretty awesome. Uh, the next match, the undisputed tag team championship match, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, taking on the Brawling Brutes, Butch, uh, aka Pete Dune, and Ridge Holland. Man, this movie, this awesome, or this match was awesome. Um, these guys are all high flyers, especially the Usos, part of the Bloodline. So I, I was all about them, and man, they did not uh, disappoint uh, with this match. I really loved it. Definitely uh, check out the highlights on, uh, on WWE's uh, YouTube channel and uh, Facebook page. Awesome match. Uh, the next match, uh, the Raw Women's Championship match, uh, Bianca Belair, who's the champ, taking on uh, the Bay's own uh, Bailey in a last woman standing match. These two beat the hell out of each other. Um, again, both covered head to toe, pretty much the neck to wrist and, and feet. Um, it was a good match, man. They, they it was um, just beating the hell out of each other every anywhere. They they took it onto the stage, they took it in and out of the ring. Uh, Bianca Belair ended up uh, winning. Um, to, uh, Bailey got roughed up and she couldn't get up, so she did the ten count and everything. But it was a really good match, man. I, I loved what was going on here. The, they tried to slam uh, Bailey through a table, but she like missed. And I think like it, it like clipped her shoulders or something, but it looked like she kind of hurt herself, but she was all right. Um, I wanted Bailey to win, but eh, didn't happen. Next one, the undisputed uh, WWE Universal Championship match. This was the main event. Roman Reigns taking on the challenger, Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul has proved himself the last, uh, you know, WrestleManias that he was involved in. And, man, he did not disappoint in this. Uh, CBS Sports gave it an A+. I'm right with it, man. This match was intense. I mean, they were beating the hell out of each other, like, hard. And taking hard punches, hard bumps. There was a, there was a scene, uh, a part which was awesome. Uh, Logan Paul uh, roughed up Roman Reigns and put him on the announce table. And he jumped up onto the top rope. But then he pulled his phone out. And he was filming a, a video and he dove off the top rope, holding the phone, facing him all the way until he just crashed on top of Roman Reigns. So that was hella good. Um, as soon as he landed, he kind of laid there and then he dropped his phone. But uh, the video came out perfect. Go over to WWE's Instagram page or Logan Paul's Instagram page to see the video if you guys haven't seen it. But 
Oh, man, it was glorious. Logan Paul got jacked up, like, hard after the match. He ended up, uh, Roman Reigns ended up uh, beating him. He he pinned him. Uh, he, he speared him and for the, for the oh, um, Jake Paul got involved. Um, the Usos got involved. Everybody, man, <laughs> the, the whole bloodline uh, came running in uh, to help. So, but uh, Logan Paul, he, he, uh, on his, uh, where the hell was it? I had it up for a second. On his Twitter, he um, he was uh, after the match. He's all right. He was all good. But he had torn meniscus, MCL, and potentially an ACL. He said it happened halfway through the match. And uh, he said he'll keep everyone uh, posted. But he kept going. He didn't look like he was hurt. I know he, I, he took hard, hard bumps. So I knew he was at least hurt. But I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> but he, the picture that he put up on uh, Twitter, he's... He's in good spirits. He was, he was all right, but he was just all beat to hell. But man, both of them were beat to hell. Uh, Logan Paul being the younger out of the two, and man, they that was like the best match of the night. I mean, he he went for it because I know a lot of people like didn't or don't really care for Logan Paul. I know his guys podcast and everything, and his brothers out there boxing and beating the hell out of everyone. But I've. I didn't really care for him at first until that first match he had. And I said, all right, man, this kid's really doing it. And he did it at WrestleMania, and then he he brought it here. And I knew he wasn't going to win, but I just wanted a good match, and that's what we got. This match was the highlight of the night. The, the WWE Universe over there in Saudi Arabia, they were hyped for every match. I, I've said this before. Because they only get so many pay-per-views over there. They only maybe one, two uh, a year. And it's in these big, huge stadiums, uh, soccer stadiums or football stadiums uh, to them. But, man, they were hyped. Everyone was ah screaming and, and the holy shit chants and the signs and everything, man. I just love it every time they go over there. But, yeah, if you watch the highlights to the main event because it, it was amazing. Um, I'm not really sure what the next pay-per-view is, but um, this one, man, I was I was all in. It, it was an amazing uh, pay-per-view. So definitely, if you have Peacock, and uh, you probably already watched it, but if, if I ruined all the matches for you, man, definitely watch them again because uh, they were awesome. I need to watch them again before we do um, Brian and I do the horror, uh, the wrestling returns. As far as sports, that is it. All right. Uh, I guess that'll take us to Star Wars moment, which brings me back to a couple of uh, TV things. Uh, Tales of the Jedi and Andor, I guess. Uh, first, I'll touch on Andor. I know you're not all the way caught up, so just like House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, I won't get into spoilers. But I will say I'm really enjoying it. It's Star Wars like no other. Um to me, it's interesting to see this take on Star Wars just because, in a way, it's like the most un-Star Wars we've ever had. Um, Star Wars, for the most part, is fast-paced, fast-moving. Uh, it moves from scene to scene. It doesn't stay anywhere too long. And uh, this one does. Uh, it has extended scenes and longer-running scenes and slower scenes and that's not what uh, star wars is known for so it's interesting that uh, the show chooses to do that the one issue i 
do kind of have with it is I get it who the showrunner is, who the director is and what he's interested in doing, which almost in a way seems like, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, Blade Runner influence in this and that's cool. I love Blade Runner, but uh, it's interesting. It almost seems like that's like what Tony Gilroy might have actually preferred to do because there is very little alien species. So that kind of takes it out of Star Wars for me. I get if you don't want to do like a bunch of effects or this and that, but even if you want to just go old school and have people in masks and stuff, the classic uh, alien species, Rodian, Trandoshans, things like that, stuff from the original trilogy, it would make the world feel more Star Warsy to me because uh, there's been multiple episodes this season where you don't see one other species besides human. I get excited when you do see them, but uh, especially like when you're in places like Coruscant, uh, they've had scenes where there's there's aliens, but uh, other scenes where it's not, and it's like. That kind of takes takes it out of the world a little bit uh, when you have when you have it that way. But uh, either way, like I, I am really enjoying it for what it is, and I'm excited to hear that uh, I was worried. Um, it seems like it's getting the critical love, but I don't know if it's getting the views. But it looks like they are going to proceed with season two. They're going to start filming here at the end of November, so. Uh, Excited to hear that's happening. I haven't seen any of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it, I guess, at some point when you do. So. Yeah, well, as soon as I get, I'll get caught up with it before the year's end. I have to if I got to put it in the TV. Uh, what I saw of Andor was awesome. Yeah, no, like I said. Uh, I, I, like I said, I really am in, enjoying it for what it is. Uh, it's different, that's for sure. <laughs> um, speaking of different in Star Wars, Tales of the Jedi also released a series of six shorts um, based around um, stuff we didn't see from the lives of Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, the vibe here is what makes this one so interesting. It also is unlike uh, much of Star Wars we've seen from before. Uh, I am excited to say that here it is animation, but we do see the stuff I was just complaining about and or about not seeing alien species. You do see that here, and it does feel like a more complete Star Wars world. But it has more of a mood to it, like a vibe to it. It reminds me almost of one of my other beloved uh, series, Samurai Jack. It has that vibe where it's really moody, uh, really atmospheric, uh, very minimal dialogue in a lot of these episodes. Uh, so I found that really interesting. Um there's not a lot of joy in it. It's pretty dark. It's pretty moody. Uh, the first episode 
deals with Ahsoka's past, and then the middle section uh, is three episodes of Dooku in the years uh, before he joined Sidious when he was still with the Jedi Order. So that's cool to see. We haven't really seen that before. And then it ends with two more Ahsoka tales. One during uh, early stages of the Clone Wars and then one after the rise of the Empire. So, and that's... That's how Tales of the Jedi ends. It it feels almost like a little, almost like uh, epilogue or appendix or whatever you want to call it for like the Clone Wars. Um, but it's cool. Like it's short. You can watch all six and and under an hour. Most of them range between ten minutes and fifteen minutes. So uh, they are very short shorts, but uh, they're cool. They're cool little tales, and like I said, they're moody. <clears throat> Not a lot of joy in these stories. No laughs, no humor. It's a very serious, kind of dark and moody Star Wars. What is this, Tales of the Jedi? Yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, where we're at with... Uh, Star Wars, uh, Andor still has three episodes left this season. Amazingly, it's, it's, I think this is the longest running of the Disney Plus shows. Um, I don't know if any of them have had episode count this high, which is cool because uh, most of the Marvel shows go six episodes. Uh, Mando, I think, went eight episodes. What that went six, I think. So uh, it's cool that Andor's uh, going twelve here. So we just had uh, episode nine. Nobody's listening, and uh, yeah, three episodes to go. So. Damn, I and I'm excited. Like I said, they're gonna do uh, season two. So good to hear. Right, here's some. Here's something. Andy Circus, Andy Circus uh, still wants to delve into Snoke's backstory. Confirms Kinaloy is not related to the Supreme Leader. <laughs> All well, right. Spoiler alert for you: Snoke returns in Andor, but not. <laughs> He's a clone, first of all. So he, he was just basically a puppet for the First Order. Um, because of dumbass, because of dumbass Ryan Johnson ruining the the, the three movies. The, the that's not story. true. He did. He ruined it. Because no. that's Last why I get great. That was Last not Jedi garbage. Notch Star Wars. Not is it? He ruined the story. He, no, he didn't. He didn't answer. They didn't answer anything from Force Awakens. All no, the stuff. They all the they questions. answered everything. No, and they, they didn't exactly exactly what i wanted and then they ruined it in part three because no. in, part, in, in last he, jedi you can be anybody and be something but in rise of skywalker you have to be royal blood you have to be a skywalker or you have to be a palpatine to be important and i don't like that story i don't to rewrite like the story role. because of, of ryan johnson ruined it he no, didn't, ryan johnson, he, didn't, he wrote his anybody. own story 
and make wrote, a difference and be important. He wrote I, his the own last story. Is, and that, the last Jedi is it ruined so it. superior. It's not. It's garbage. He ruined what nope, JJ had down. He didn't he didn't even read that story. He just went, all right, but I already got my story, so I'm gonna throw yours away. That's why he had to go because JJ Abrams wasn't even gonna do the the third film. They was supposed to get somebody else. It was but since Yeah, so since it was ruined, he's like, fuck, now I gotta go back because this idiot messed up my story. And I was like, ah because I wanted more. I wanted I, I wanted more of Snoke. He could have been he could have been the, the hero of this trilogy, and and well, just either, either way because he killed like, he killed him off. It was terrible. If you don't like Last Jedi. You gotta love his performance in it. Oh, he's good. I I mean, everybody in it was good. It was just the story was stupid, and he killed him off in that I one. Don't he, know how, I don't know how you could say that the story is stupid when the story is. You can be anybody and make a difference. No, that's not what they've been telling us this whole time. That These you have to kids. be royalty? That you no, that you, you had... Blood? Yes, I was all with that. I know everyone hated it with the Medichlorians and all that, but no, nah, I'm not buying it. It's garbage. <laughs> Erase it like everyone wanted to. Where's where's those uh, those things to sign? Because if, if, it, if they were going to kill him off, they should have killed him off in... Rise of Skywalker, or whatever it was originally supposed to be titled. I think it would have been better that it was like drag him out into this, maybe even get hurt, but then come back. And if they were going to bring the Emperor in and into it again, I don't know if that was the original idea. Those two should have went at it, and then then killed Snoke, then killed the the Emperor. Well, the that reason you a- get rid of Snoke is because you you want Supreme Leader Kylo. I, I was I didn't I didn't know I didn't, I didn't like that either. It should they should they you should have had these two bad guys because we didn't know where um, Snoke came from. He came out of nowhere. But I mean I I understand what Andy Serkis wants to do with it, like give us more backstory. But it's it's kind of like pointless on where he uh, where he's been because if he was created. He was created and he looked like this because all the clones that we saw in Rise of Skywalker, he looked exactly the same. So because when we first saw him, we we're like, whoa, what happened to his face? How did he get that big scar on his forehead or or whatever? What happened to him? But now we're not going to get any of that. I mean, Andy, man, if you're listening, man, I mean, I love your idea. I'll watch it. But it's it's kind of pointless at this point That's for what we know of him not even being. Uh, a real person, and I'm just like, ah. Well, but I, I still love, I still love that lightsaber battle with uh, <laughs> Kylo Ren and Ray, and the um the those red guards. That that fucking that part was badass. <laughs> I loved it, but I was just like, ah, I don't know. Well, now that you know that Andy Serkis has returned and he's somebody else. Uh, I will say I've seen people who are really loving him here too. So they're loving not, his take on this character. <laughs> he's not uh, Snow. I don't know. I mean, Snoke's not even around yet. He's not even created. So no, he's a hundred percent not Snoke. I mean, he's not. He's regular. He it's him. Yeah, he's it's not him. like yeah. And Snoke yeah. is like seven foot tall, like eight foot tall. 
So, <laughs> so uh, really I don't huge. know. We still got to do that last Jedi thing again. We haven't. Yeah, done yeah. Yet. I still have my notes, but it's no done. garbage. I mean, he, uh-huh. fucking Mark Hamill hated it. Uh, Ray, she hated it. Ah, oh, no, I'm with them. Uh, anyway, but yeah, again, I would like to see whatever he wants to do. He's obviously a writer and a director, and if they give him the reins, hey, this is what I want to do. Let him do it and let us watch it. Will you know be good. It, you know who doesn't hate it, and this is kind of funny because you hate his show this year is Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron. He loves it, and it's funny because he loves that, and you hate Moon Knight. I still need to watch it. I only watched like that first episode and I'm like, ah, garbage. But I don't know. One of my friends was like, dude, just sit through it. He said, he goes, it was all right. I said, well, did you watch um, Miss Marvel? He said, that was way better. <laughs> I was like, okay. I love that. But it, it still ain't nothing at, at Marvel. Nothing ain't beating um, uh, Werewolf by Night because that movie was hella good. <laughs> I love it. Give me more. Give me more. Shit, man, yeah. give him his own series. I mean, you're just teasing me with one, a one and done. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I hear, I do hear uh, Moon Knight is, is, is returning in some way or fashion, which is cool because. Uh, oh, it's not a one and done? I thought that's no, what they were. That's exciting, um, especially because uh, Moon Knight, as much as I do love it, it's the most disconnected Marvel connected universe things. There's like. Really, no connection to anything else in it. So, it's Event, cool that I think event, eventually it will because Moon Knight did uh, come into the play with all these other things. But then again, I don't know this whole different multiverse thing that they're doing to make everything fit. Uh, I don't know. I guess it can bring them in, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I am going to sit I am going to sit through the whole series before this year's up. I, I have to so I can at least either love it or hate it. Who knows? Maybe just that first episode was garbage and maybe the rest is good. So I don't know. Oh, we'll I see. love it. Uh, we'll I'm see. Hope I love it. So I don't know, but, but that's nothing's, be- nothing's beaten <laughs> Werewolf by Night. None of that is beaten. That was hella good. It was even better than the Star Wars stuff. I could. I. It's mainly because I love Man Thing that much. Everyone. That's why oh, yeah. I. I loved it so much because <laughs> finally got a good portrayal of Man Thing. Yeah, we had that other one that was on Sci Fi Channel. And that was good for the time, but now, yes, give me more of that. Oh, so good. Come on, come on, so Disney. Come on, Kevin Feige. Give me more. Yep. But um yeah, Andy Circus, hey man, I say do it and uh let us see what 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 you want. So right, right. as far as that that's the only main story that caught my eye on uh right. starwarsnews.net. Cool. For those, guys, for those of you guys that want to read that article, but All right. Uh, well, before we get out of here, we got to do some random recommendations. You got collecting? I got some stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. Um uh, you want to kick us off? Yes, uh, I was driving to Sacramento and I stopped in uh, Chester, California, and I went into uh, Dollar General. Um, I was always missing all her her uh, releases, and uh, they had a back stock order of, of some stuff, and I found um, WrestleMania uh, Sasha Banks figure. <laughs> Blow the dust off this one, but 
Uh, I do not have any of her figures, and I've always wanted to, but then once she left the WWE, uh, they had one in there, and it was on sale. So I said, sweet. Uh, it's a cool little uh, mold of her with her pink hair. Uh, she's got the, the title belt and everything. This was from, I can't remember which WrestleMania this one was from, but awesome figure. I'm glad I found it. Uh, the next one, the next two, um, these are, I'm taking my glasses off. These are straight from Japan. Shout out to uh, uh, Brother Sean. He went to Mr. World Traveler. He went to Japan, and I knew he was going there. I was like, pick me up some Ultraman figures, and he picked me up two little small. I believe these are the plastic rubber type ones. I don't care. I love the Ultraman. The original Ultraman, then the Ultraman Dark. I cannot read any of this stuff on here. It is all in Japanese, and um, I love it. I mean, I've just grew up watching Ultraman, and I try to get my kids into it, but they could care less uh, about all these <laughs> big giant robots and monsters fighting and everything. There is many different uh, reincarnations of Ultraman, and he's still going today. Um, but I like the original, and uh, I love it. Um, these are uh, my buddy Steve got me an Ultraman figure when he went to Japan a few years ago. But uh, every time one of my friends go there, Sean also uh, a few years back, he brought me back a, a Godzilla uh, from there too from when he went to Japan. So, yes, uh, Brother Sean, thank you so much. These are going to be hanging here uh, in the studio. I just need to put them somewhere. And oh shit, what was that? Oh, and the last thing, shout out to uh, my brother here, the Zisu. He got the what was it? The Fright Night box? Is that what it was called? Fright Night Two. Yeah, and I remember when we were talking about it before he had actually got the box, and the the one that I love the most, and everybody knows if you've been listening to the show, how much I love the creature from the Black Lagoon, and this is the the Freddy Funko creature. Uh, basically, the creature's body and uh, Freddy Funko's head with a crown on, and, and it's green. He doesn't look like the creature. He's just got his regular green head. But, man, this figure is awesome. Uh, he shipped it to me, and it's one of these nice, hard uh, cases. And I love it, brother, man. Thank you so much, man. Christmas came early. Christmas <laughs> came early, everybody, because I, I loved it. When I opened the box, and uh, my grandson's... Um, uh, well, the Zisu's grandsons as well. They loved everything. They were like, oh, that's mine. That's mine. And then I Aww. said, this, this is mine. <laughs> so they, they wanted to see. I just showed them. I said, nope, this is mine. They were like, open it. And I said, nope, <laughs> this is never opening. Yeah. Um, but, I, oh, man, dude, this is this is amazing. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was happy that you got it. I no idea you were going to gift it to me. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, obviously you're the biggest uh, creature fan I know. I knew I I knew I was like, oh, yeah, this has got to be the Nezzes. <laughs> you could have you waited for Christmas. But man, this, this is amazing, man. I'm looking at it right now. It's right in my hands. And, oh, I love it. Um, I do want to open it, and I don't. <laughs> but I don't know how much this is going for now. Uh, I know people are selling them uh, on eBay already, but. This is uh, awesome, awesome gift, dude. Right on, man. Thank you so much. And yeah, definitely. it's gonna go right here on the shelf uh, with everything else. I really need to clean the studio and get it back into some order. But uh, looking around the room, that is all that I got. Oh, um, I got a. Uh, I don't know if I 
mentioned it yet, but I got one of the uh, the the soda Funko sodas. Was it New York Comic Con? The the Eric Draven one. Yeah, and I should have put that in the box, and then I didn't, and I got home from the post office, and I saw it sitting there, and I was like, oh, no. Do you, so did you get one? Right in front of me. Do you have one? <laughs> uh, No, no, no. I got the well, one. Yeah, just keep that one. I got one. So. Oh, okay. I don't know if there was a chase, was there? There is a chase. Oh, well, then, did you open that one? I have not. Well, open it now. See what it is. I didn't get the chase. I just got the regular one. Well, yeah. You, then we'll find out uh, if you got a chase headed your way. Let's see what we got here. So it is uh, 16,500 edition. Let's get this plastic wrap off. And we'll go... So the plastic and the inner plastic. I don't know if it's chrome or if it's a different look. I can't tell just by looking at them. So let's get the little thing. And it's the regular. It's the one in uh, 13750 mm -hmm. So what is the chase? Is it metallic? Is it glow-in-the-dark? Um, is it a maybe unpainted face? No, it looks exactly the same unless it's, it's gotta be like metallic, then. which isn't the most exciting of chase features, but okay, well, chase is a chase. <laughs> 110. Damn. How much these guys are selling it for? Uh, I want to see. Okay. Let me see this picture. All right. Um, the paint looks different on his face. Oh, yeah. Gotta be metallic. Metallic paint. I guess. I don't. Which, like I said, is not the most exciting. I have a few soda chases with the metallic paint. Uh, Shang-Chi, um, the Venom as a wrestler. El Venicide or whatever the whatever he is, um, and yeah, you can barely tell. Yeah, you can barely tell. I don't. I don't see. It, it must just be the paint. I mean, it looks yeah. a little different. I don't. Oh, and I just got uh, Phoenix from. Uh, oh wait, I take that back. Phoenix is different. It's green suit for the regular. The red for the chase. Yeah, I'm, oh, maybe it's just this picture that isn't very good. Um, oh, come on. Yeah, I just went on hot topic. I didn't. I didn't think I would get through, and I got one. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Um, I'm trying to just click on these pictures and see what what the difference is. It's the exact same mold. I don't here. Let's see if it comes up uh, in the Funko thing. Crow. Let's see. 
6. Hmm. It does not say. <laughs> yeah, I don't go up. Oh, it's got to be it's got to be the metallic paint. I guess I I have no idea. Here's a picture. I mean, glow in the dark is definitely an option too. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the difference. It looks exactly the same. Yeah. Oh, um, it has a crow. Kid, uh, it's got a crow. Uh, he's holding a crow. That's the change. So it is a feature. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, he looks the same. What's the, what am what are we missing here? <laughs> but, ah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was. It blended in with the with the black. So, all right. All right. Yeah. All right. You can see the little crow that's on his um his right arm. Ah. All right. That's the difference. Hmm. Now I want that one, but I am not paying what these guys are charging. Uh, is it going I see the OG Pro Pop is going for 80 and there was a glow-in-the-dark that was exclusive to Hot Topic that's going for 290 Oh, it looks like the, um, the Chase glows in the dark, his face. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Right on. But, um, yeah, that is all that I have. Man, you, oh man, there's a, uh, you make me get that one too. <laughs> the um, the shining, the Mr. Jack Torrance. Right. Oh man, there's a Texas Chainsaw one. I didn't know that. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Finding good stuff. Uh, well, uh, I, I gave you the one I got you, didn't I? The Luke Skywalker one? Yes. All right. You got a Snake Plissken, right? Yes. All right. No chase. I got, I'm ready to buy a chase. I'm ready to drop that $40. <laughs> Just get it. Yeah. Um, but, probably be worth it. Yeah, the ones I got, I got, I, I know I've talked about them, but I got the Robocop, the Freddie Mercury, Snake Plissken, Eric Draven, and the first one you got me, uh, the Demon, Gene Simmons. Nice. Uh, oh, and uh, Ash from uh, Evil Dead. Those are the only ones I got. Um, did you end up getting the, uh, the Juggernaut and the Two Leader? I did not. I have. Or yet. the Iron Giant. I haven't. Um, oh, geez, there's a Wampa, not Wampa. Um, the Wampa that I Yeah. Yeah. Man, how big is the, how big is it? They, it, it, it's, so if you take the soda figure, it's about uh, as high as like three stacked up. So it is bigger. Don't get me wrong. Oh, okay. I get it. I get why it's, why it's more, but. Ooh, I want the chase. He got his arm cut off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I blame you for all this, man. Right? (laughs) (laughs) You're the one that got me looking all over for these damn things. Because I, 
I remember seeing them. I mean, not the sodas, but the Funko period. I just remember seeing them and not. Oh man, there's a Stone Cold. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> and and then, yeah, you. Hey, I need this one and that one. And then I said, Oh, this looks cool. And then I saw the horror ones, and that's that. That's my main collection, or are, are all yeah. the horror ones that I got. And then once they started doing the music ones, I know there's a new Metallica one coming out that I want. It's, uh, yeah, it's because it's got Cliff That's Burton. The, uh, Black Friday, Walmart Black Friday. It's got um, oh, it's a Walmart one. Yeah, for Black Friday. Is so it it's gonna in, be on one of their pallets? Oh man, so shit! I'm gonna be there bright and early because I want one. Um, and Eric got the other one, the um, the Black Album one. He has that one because that one came with uh, Jason Newstead. This one is the new one, the uh, Master of Puppets one. And that one's that one's got Cliff Burton in it. So I, I want I want that one. I want I want two of them because I want to open one. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, are there's a Run cool. DMC one too, or no? No, I think this is no. They're, yeah, they are. They're doing Run DMC. They're doing U two. Uh, ACDC and Metallica. All right. Well, I want the Metallica one the most. Yeah. And I don't know. This is, I'm looking at a picture. I don't know who got this one already. Or is this just a Walmart picture? Oh, yeah. They get out. All right. Um, (laughs) it's cool. It's got, um, I don't like the way their hair looks. Especially Kirk's and James, but it's uh, the the '80s Metallica with the, the jeans and the T-shirts and uh, Cliff Burton. That's probably um, the main thing, dude. I mean, dude, even you should grab this one too uh, if you see it. Def- definitely, right. this is one I think the Black Album one's cool because it's got Jason in it. But this one, dude, this is the Master of Puppets one. This is right. Uh, um, it's got Cliff Burton, and he's no no longer with us. Rest in peace. Right. As well as his dad. Rest in peace. Awesome gentleman. Glad I got to meet him. But oh yeah, dude. I want, so this is a Black Friday one, right? Yep. All right. Well, remind me, man, because I know I'm going to forget. But I I want that one. If if I I still want that, um, Kiss Destroyer one. I, I still want that. I saw it once, and it was eighty dollars. Should have just bought it, <laughs> but. Yeah. I don't know how much it's going for now. I because Destroyer is my all-time favorite Kiss album, um, and yeah. But all right, everyone. Oh, what do you got? Uh, a few things for me. Always picking up stuff here, left and right. The funniest arrival was just yesterday <laughs> uh, from Target. I received my pre-order of the Star Wars: The Black Series. Clone Trooper Halloween edition. Just in time for Halloween. <laughs> no, we just missed it. So uh, the funny thing with this, I actually, I don't know if you've seen the picture on this online. Uh, it's pretty cool. The Clone Trooper, the sculpt itself is like a episode three uh, Clone Trooper, but the helmet has painted on it like a, it's uh, like a green glow-in-the-dark skull. 
and then the oh, boss sweet. skeleton, uh, and then it has a porg, but it's a zombie porg. <laughs> so I didn't even see that stupid thing in his hands, <laughs> but it looks badass. I like the uh, the, the skeleton. <laughs> they should make those ones the the ones that were in that uh, was it Death Troopers or whatever. What was that yeah. book? Yeah, yeah. They uh, should make those. Right. Zombie troopers. Is uh oh that's a cool box. And this was what? I was only at Target. Yeah, yeah. So it was a Target pre-order and uh, yeah. Tell it, me when these things especially cool things like this. Let me know. <laughs> well, like I said, it's so funny that it arrives right after um same thing with I have uh, there's a Mickey Mouse as a pumpkin that was an Amazon exclusive that got bumped all the way back to like next February. Like, OK, well, I guess plenty of time for next Halloween. But um, damn, 60 I, bucks. No, nah, there's already yeah, 60. <laughs> oh, Black Series. So funny. The. Uh, Every time, like I said, it's funny that Better Call or Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul thing. The I'm done collecting Black Series and this Hasbro's Walter White. We're done when I say we're done. Because <laughs> they just released a whole bunch of cool new pre-orders. Uh, Mara Jade, obviously I got to have that. Honor and Jade. How much did you pay for this? <laughs> Uh, whatever the twenty between twenty and twenty five, whatever the pre order was. Damn, you can only get one. Yeah, but if I see it locally, I'll definitely pick it up for you now. Yeah, know. man, I'm. You're into it. <laughs> I want one of these. These are these are awesome. I wonder if yeah. Mike got one. Because um, he he's looking for the uh, the Christmas ones. Yeah, I got the first series of Christmas, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit out this this uh, this Christmas wave. Might get the <laughs> the Mandalorian one, but there's a Mandalorian uh, edition Christmas one. But uh, he's I'm trying to find the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, it was a I think it's a biker scout. Yeah, a biker scout one. Uh, he's got like a the Grogu on his chest. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then the Mandalorian one. Those are the ones he's looking for. So right. I guess one the biker scout is Walmart and Target is the Mandalorian. Right. right. Are those for sale yet or? I think they all went up for online order. And they're gone already? No, I don't think so. Mm. Not that I've heard. Usually I see the sold out posts. I haven't for those. But yeah, also speaking of Black Series, I uh, picked up my... Uh, Pre-order from GameStop of uh, Chrysanthemum, listed as Black Chrysanthemum, as he was known in the uh, 
comics, and this kind of is a comic edition release. I'm not crazy about the sculpt because obviously they took a Chewbacca sculpt and just added a little bit to it. They definitely could have done a little better, especially in the face, because it looks too much like Chewy. where Chrysanthemum actually does look like a different type of Wookiee. So. Uh, these are in... They have these in Reno. I'm on oh, the Target app. Yeah, and they said they have some there. Okay, there you go. Well, I'll go look tomorrow. Drop and, by. See what yeah, if, if it's theirs there, I'll grab one. Yeah. Well, I'll look at it first, and if, if it looks cool, I'll pick one up, but I'll grab one for Mike. Right. So. The thing that made me feel uh, a little bit better about picking up Chrysanthemum is uh, I had already put $5 down on it, and I had like a $5 game reward through uh, uh, GameStop, so it brought it down to around like 15 bucks or something. <laughs> so I felt a little better about it because, geez, these Black Series prices lately, like 25, 30 bucks pop on these things now. Damn. It's crazy. Anyways, um, pop wise, uh, a couple of uh, $5 pops on Hot Topic online <laughs> from. Uh, Whack Adam, I didn't hear you mention him, but uh, I thought the sculpt was really cool. I got Hawkman. Did you like him? Yeah, he looked cool. Yeah, cool looking pop. So, do they have a big I, one of uh, Adam Smasher? Like a big one? Because he got like no. huge. <laughs> no, it's just standard. They've got Black Adam, Black Adam, Adam Smasher, Cyclone, Doctor Fate, Hawkman, and Sabak. That's the Black Adam way. But yeah, I got... Pop. Is that the devil-looking one? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's yeah. funny? The pop, it looks like... Uh, what's his name from the boys? Carl Urban. <laughs> the pop, like, kind of has his features. Unless, is that who it is? I think so. Oh, <laughs> Mike's funny. blowing. Mike's blowing me up. Oh, <laughs> about uh, Black Series. <laughs> yeah, I told because he's the one. The one I told him that they have them in Reno, and I'll check tomorrow. So, oh, nice. uh, but ooh, was that all you got? Uh, I'll just hit you with two others I just picked up uh, locally here at the Hot Topic. Shout out. Uh, Rachel um, helped me with uh, returning and exchanging a couple of my uh, Wakanda Forever figures. I'm looking for a little bit better of a head tilt since I do take these in and out of the, the package. So especially for my photography, I like the head to be quite well centered. And I got uh, Namora and Atuma uh, from wakanda forever and uh she helped me return those and uh order new ones come in the mail and then since it's hot cash time they got in the new snoop dog pops and um 
I got uh, both of those with a hot cash. So the one version uh, is just in the blue plaid uh, outfit. Uh, you get a Bismarcky? Not yet. I need. I do need that though. I saw it there. Uh, and then I got the other Snoop uh, Doggy Dog World the like pimp suit outfit, red, red fedora, uh, fur coat, Snoop Dogg, Mike in his hand. That one's pretty funny. Pretty cool. <laughs> I hear they're also doing like a, uh, Funko's doing like a collab with, uh, Snoop Dogg's opening up a store in LA, uh, the dog house. And it's going to have a Funko section in it and Funko's of Snoop exclusive to the shop. I think uh, one of them, it's more based around his sports teams. So one of them is him in a Steelers jersey and one of them's him in a Lakers jersey. So, yeah. Anyways. It's late, man. You better hurry up. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> that's enough uh, collecting for now. Ready to get into random recommendations to wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, go to HBO Max and watch Barbarian if you guys haven't seen it yet. <laughs> awesome, awesome film. What cool. do you got? Uh, did you ever see The Adjustment Bureau in 2011? Matt Damon, Emily Blunt? Oh, no, I have not. I definitely recommend checking it out. When I first uh, got on the kick of watching it, uh, I was watching it on Amazon, and I put it on like three times in a day, and I found it uh, very watchable. And it reminded me, like I, I did, I quickly did some internet research, and I was like, it reminded me, like um, oddly, in 2011, we had a lot of like. Um, sci-fi that year and it reminded me of like the stuff they'd promote at comic-con because uh, that was also the year that in time came out and uh, i actually ran into justin timberlake in the, the lobby of the uh hard rock i uh, wasn't able to get a photo op with him but that was uh the same year that hard rock got the picture of me and robert pattinson together. do you have that picture but, Somewhere, yeah. <laughs> I had it too. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, got that it. That was many phones ago. But yeah, I saw Justin Timberlake. I saw him. He was in the lobby, but I, I didn't. I didn't even come close. I didn't even know that was him. <laughs> yeah. So he was there. Yeah, for in time, which um, like led me down. Like it was. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like how many like sci-fi came out uh, 2011. Um, Adjustment Bureau, In Time, uh, Source Code. And I was like, wow, look at all this stuff. Um, but Adjustment Bureau, uh, the affair between a politician and contemporary dancers affected by mysterious forces keeping the lovers apart. But yeah, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, uh, also uh, The Falcon, uh, Anthony Mackie is in it. And, uh, yeah, I really, uh, 
really like this film <laughs> so much. Like I said, I put it on three times in one day. <laughs> it's uh, it was on Amazon, but I'm on IMDb right now. I guess it uh, flipped over to Peacock, is where it's streaming now. Adjustment Bureau. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it. All right. Oh, excuse me. All right. Um, music. Uh, last weekend, my son and I we went down to um. I didn't even know there was a Hard Rock Cafe, uh, Hard Rock Hotel in uh, Wheatland or Fire Mountain or wherever the hell it was. It was out in the middle of nowhere. And they just built this big casino. Uh, but we went and seen um, uh, Merciful Fate. They haven't played in America in years and years and years. And they finally came back. And uh, we went to the, see the show. And, man, it was awesome. I loved it. I mean, I've seen King Diamond many times, but Merciful Fate. Oh man, sang my ass off. It was a cool little place where they played. It wasn't too big and it wasn't it wasn't sold out. So there was uh there was tons of room in there. But I had a really good time. Merciful they killed it that night. We also got to see Hemorrhage. If you guys know them, they they play out of this uh, little van or bus that they have. They play on parking lots, so they were there and that was a, a bonus. But uh listen to anything from Merciful Fate because they played all not everything I wanted to hear, but the majority of uh, all the classic songs um, and one new song, I said, I believe, but it was, it was awesome. Uh, can't wait for their new album to come out and hopefully they go back on tour again uh, here in the States. So, but yeah, listen to anything merciful fate. Cool. cool. All right. Um, so it looks like Heim is going to be hitting uh, the road on tour again, but this time with Taylor Swift, which might make it uh a little bit tougher to attend. They had a pre-sign up, which I did sign up for, uh, with uh, first choice of the Bay Area, Santa Clara, um, and the second choice of Seattle because Unez kind of shouted out uh, Seattle as a possible. They're playing. In, they're playing at the bunk ass fucking whack 49er Stadium. I thought you liked that stadium. I do, but I didn't know it was a fucking stadium show. We're going to be waiting the rafters. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious about the prices. I just, obviously, it's, Taylor Swift is uh, obviously a very popular artist. Um, you ever listen to any of her stuff, any of her mm -hmm. albums? I'm sure I've heard it, but I could care less about her. <laughs> well, yeah, I won't say I'm a huge fan, but at one point, uh, 2014, she released album 1989, and it was very 80s inspired, um, which obviously I loved. And it wasn't, it's not surprising that that's the album that uh, appealed to me the most. It's got a lot of tracks I like. Uh, Blank Space, Style, Shake It Off is obviously the big track from it, Wildest Dreams. But uh, the track I want to recommend is the fourth track on the album, Out of the Woods. I really like that track. And uh, yeah, overall, it's a really good album. I didn't keep up with her albums that she's released since then, really. And she just released a new one, which is the reason for this tour. Uh, the new one is Midnight's. Uh, but yeah, I like her 1989 album. And uh, yeah, especially the track uh, Out of the Woods. So that's my recommendation. 
All right, everyone. That is it. Uh, almost two and a half hours. Uh, this Yay. was part two. This is uh, ep- episode 272.5. We didn't get to finish it. So I guess that would have been like four hours. <laughs> I don't know how long it was. but um, Check us out on Facebook. Just search E-Society. Shoot on over to Anchor to listen to everything we got over there. Just anchor.fm slash MacNez, uh, M-A-C dash N-E-Z for all the E-Society stuff. We got there. Shoot on over to YouTube. Just search East Society and follow our page there. I promise we'll get something new hopefully soon. Uh, then shoot on over to T Public. Pick yourself up a, a East Society podcast or a MacNez uh, T-shirt. Two designs for East Society. Uh, shout out to Rob and Mike for designing uh, both of them. Mike designed our first East Society as well as the MacNez one. So and uh, Rob, he designed uh, our uh, NWO ESP edition one. Uh, follow us on Twitter, East Society Pod, Magnez Pod at Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram, East Society Podcast. Still working on that, boys and girls. Uh, the Zisu uh, at Magnez Pod. Uh, follow Taylor and I's Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez and at Blu-ray Terror. And follow us on TikTok, East Society Pod. Also, uh, shout out to Mixlaw Beat Productions for our intro and outro music these past few years. Definitely shoot on over to. MixlawBeatProduction.com for all your beats and all your needs over there. Amazing, amazing uh, beats over there. And yeah, everything else. Uh, listen from for me over dealing with the horror returns and everything uh, they got over on their network. Just go to the HorrorReturns.com for all your horror returns and needs. Uh, links to all the shows: Action Returns, Wrestling Returns. THR presents Stream Fiends and uh, shoot on over to their Patreon uh, page on uh, Horror Returns and uh, become a subscriber. Um, will we do one? I don't know. We, uh, if you go, I don't know. If you guys want to send us money to help us with the show, cool. But I don't know. Well, we're, we still need to talk about that whole thing because I, I really don't understand it. But anyway, with that, never think about which. That's how people seem to get paid for doing this stuff <laughs> yeah i was talking to this one dude and he he plays video games and he djs and that's how he people watch him and everything i don't know what we can do i don't have a video game system but <laughs> i don't know how that works um if we can do that we'll do it maybe we'll do live pods or something over there i don't know we'll we'll, we'll figure something out because um I need a new computer first because mine's uh, mine's getting old. <laughs> it's starting to run slow. Still runs awesome, but it runs slow. But um, with that, everyone, um, just come back next week for more. Hopefully, get some new movies and uh, some more TV in. Uh, something's going on. I can't remember. I don't know. If I remember, I'll just post it on Facebook or wherever. But anyway, um, come back next week for more. So until then, please be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.